Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I want to remind you to check out sacredhearthealingministries.com for intensive trauma therapy, for parish healing missions, even for an online human and spiritual integration coming up in a uh, workshop coming up in January. And I've been excited to offer offered that back in November and um, just really super excited to be able to make that so widely available without um, people having to wonder if I'm coming to their local area. So take advantage of that from the comfort of your living room and your pajamas. So um, I want to get started again here with reading um, chapter three we're on now from the book Fearless that I wrote. And again, just the the reason that I'm doing this as a podcast is because people were looking for an um, audio version of the book. And since it's not yet available, um, maybe someday, but I wanted to make this available on my podcast. So again, this is chapter three. Um, you know, this is really uh, just to to give you a little backdrop of this in case you haven't listened to the other podcasts where I kind of introduced this book, but this is really what I came to my understanding of both wholeness and holiness, the name of, um, of my podcast, this concept of connection, particularly healthy connection with the Lord, with ourselves and with others. And these factors that promote that, um, are, really what I came to see what it feels like the Lord showed me after 17 years of practicing, providing intensive trauma therapy. And so um, hopefully there's a lot here that can really help you if you're on your own healing journey, but even if you're um, just looking to live a deeper life of wholeness and integration and happily, there's always more. The Lord always has more for us. So let's get started. Chosen for Divine Intimacy, Chapter 3. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you. John fifteen sixteen. God chose each of us individually out of all the possibilities of people to create, redeem, sanctify, and call into relationship with himself for all eternity. I remember hearing that there is a one in 400 quadrillion chance for each one of us to be created. Yet it wasn't by chance, but by the intentional choice of the Lord of all creation. Not only did he choose for us to exist, but to exist within him. And he desires to completely permeate us with his presence. Such an intimate relationship can only be hinted at by the intimacy of marriage. We are conceived first and foremost in the Holy Trinity, and we are members of the Holy Family with Jesus as our brother. 
anyone who truly knew and understood this would most certainly choose him. And yet he tells us that it was rather he who chose us. Our task is to internalize the fact that we are chosen. And the life that results is a life of ever-deepening gratitude and joy. He longs for us, and with him is where we belong. He is the Prince of Peace, and we are made for him. As we accept his choice of us and live ever more fully and deeply as members of his family, we experience his reign over us and are permeated by and become instruments of his peace, bringing others more fully into their citizenship in his kingdom. This is the starting point, the foundation. He gave it all, even his life and his Holy Spirit, to show us that he will go to any lengths and do all that is necessary to be with us always and forever. Everything else hinges on this foundation, that we were personally selected by he who is all good out of his infinite love, that we might be transformed by love and live in union with him. Every other hope for being chosen pales in comparison to the belonging we have had from the moment of conception. Internalizing and responding to this fact is to be the bottom line of our relationship with him. Some questions for reflection and discussion. What do you think when you consider the fact that you don't have to try to be chosen, but that you're already chosen by God? I'll stop and share some some thoughts on our discussion and reflection questions today. So just on this one, what the one I just read, what do you think when you consider the fact that you don't have to try to be chosen, but you're already chosen by God? You know, I think this is something as a therapist that I've seen and even personally that I've experienced, you know, there's a, I think, a deep longing in the human need to to be chosen, to be directly and intentionally related to in that positive way where, where we are are singled out and um and i'm trying to find another word besides chosen um selected where we're wanted where we're desired and and i think there's so many ways that we can can have that experience you know whether it's being kids on the playground and wanting to be picked and not be the last one left when when teams are chosen for kickball or um wanting to make the cuts if we're um we play sports or wanting to be um, to get the part if if we're involved in acting or um, or if it's dating relationships wanting to be the one that's desired or um, you know and the list just goes on and on you know looking you know trying to wanting to be selected for a job or, or whatever the case might be and I think we've all had those experiences in different ways whether more personal or or more team or more job or, or whatever. And, um, you know, all of those things, like it, it's very interesting because they can seem so monumental and they are, it's not that they're unimportant, but, but they can seem like the entirety of our fulfillment hinges on those things. And yet we all know that there will come a day when these things will so be, uh, be so far in our rear view mirror that will even have to kind of like grapple to, to recall the details of what the situation was actually 
really about, you know, and how much more so that will be when when we're in heaven. And yet, you know, scripture tells us the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that means that we can we can choose to live in that reality, right? We can choose to live in the reality that the deepest, most meaningful, most important um, aspect, uh, experience of being chosen is that being chosen by God, that being brought into existence and being chosen for intimacy with him. We can choose to make that be um, the most important experience of being chosen because it actually is. So see, the more we live in the kingdom of heaven that is at hand, the more we're living in reality um, because it, it changes everything. You know, I, I wish I could wish I could see this, but this is something that I often draw, whether if, if I'm giving retreats or um, when I'm working with a client. But just imagine this great big whiteboard that I have in my office. And, you know, I draw a little dot and that's where we came, you know, where you were born. Here's this dot and it's coming into, into the world. And then you draw a little line that's about uh, an inch long and then put a hash mark in the mid, like that's when you die. And somewhere within that inch, you put a little X like you are here. But then the entire rest of the whiteboard is just filled with a you know, swirly, curly line that just goes on and on and on with an arrow at the end, you know. Of course, we remember from geometry that indicates that it goes on forever. And that's eternity. That's eternity, that that aspect of the line, that line that's actually, you know, can't even fit it on the on this huge whiteboard, and, and yet it still takes up the majority of the whiteboard with all its curls and swirls and loops and and all of that and it's only that tiny little aspect that little beginning that's our life and and yet we can spend so much time and so much energy focused on that inch as though that's all there is and that that hash mark of death is the end and yet we as believers know that that that's not the end that's that's the beginning that it's only the beginning and the that that line that goes off on for all eternity that's that is really um so far proportionally so much more of our life and we can live in that reality because god is outside of space and time and and he has chosen us for intimacy with himself and that's not something that we have to wait for someday number two how do you feel knowing that bringing the possibility of you to reality was a distinct and intentional choice of God? You know, I think for me, this is something that um, is very meaningful to me because I think we can think of, you know, we're used to things like, you know, 23 ancestry.com, all different kind of, you know, what were the um, instances that maybe caused, you know, different ancestors to, to meet and come together and make family. And then I was a result of that. And as though that was the cause and, and that wasn't like the, the real cause, the, the real cause, the most fundamental cause was that in the mind of God, he decided that, that I, that you, that, that the world would somehow be incomplete without us and that God's heart would would feel that way, would think that way, would would know that because he doesn't, you know, 
his opinions, not just one among many. He's, he is truth. So that that's what he would decide is just, I think it's so profoundly humbling and, um, and can just really, if when we really like stop and, and allow the Lord to like speak that to our hearts, it can really speak to our value and our worth in such a way that so, um, can bring so much healing to those areas that have, you know, where messages of experiences have, um, have taught us something to the contrary. So number three, does knowing this change how you see yourself, how you see God, how you see others, how you see life, and if so, how? So, so again, just knowing that bringing the possibility of you to reality was a distinct and intentional choice of God. Like, just consider that. Just consider what that says about your worth and what it says about who who you are to God, your importance, your value, your significance, and what it says about the intimacy of God knowing you like really knowing in in an intimate way, knowing that great purpose that he has for you and and through you for the world that um, all that he knows that, you know, the grace that you can be a conduit of um, him making himself present again to this world in a, in a loving way and in a way of grace and mercy through um, in a very special way through him pouring himself through you to others. And how does this change how you see others, right? Especially it can speak to the the dignity of each person, even, you know, people we, we might drive by or walk by and and think somehow there's, you know, we we don't, we're not smacked in the face with their worth because maybe they're performing some task that we see as menial or, or whatever the case might be. And, and yet that same thing is true of them. Right. And so it can really give us pause to consider how God values things. And then how does that change how we see, um, how we see life Right? There's really um, a beautiful intention about life that God has brought things to. This isn't just, you know, atoms smacking around into each other in a, in a big bang. This is, this is God, cre- God's creation, each one of us, very purposeful. Right? <clears throat> so the prayer. Heavenly Father, creator of all things, and my creator, thank you for choosing to bring me into existence, to share your life and love for all eternity. Please give me the grace to never forget that fact about myself and to relate to others in a way that acknowledges that same dignity. Amen. So just a little action step I had here. Put a note on your bathroom mirror to remind you that God has selected you. He has chosen you. And maybe take some time journaling about considering what would be different if you lived completely out of the truth that you are God's choice. And then in the show notes, we'll list some scriptures for meditation.
remember that you were chosen by God and not just not chosen just for anything, but chosen for intimacy with him. And may the Lord give you peace. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.